do it for Weepo. of this episode cannot be us reading the wiki fan page for the bird lady from home alone 2 i'm not <laughs> yes it could it could final, be couldn't it final comment and then we can start okay i'm not a religious i'm not religious in any way but i believe the pigeon lady is an angel welcome to purely nostalgia the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were my name is eli shep smith and i am the greatest good you are ever going to get and my name is clint jazz hands page and i'm what some call pigeon lady who calls you this uh mainly kevin he never learned. He never bothered to learn my name, so he just calls me Pigeon Lady. Um, have we decided if we're gonna keep doing Home Alone movies on Christmas? Because we did the first two. Yeah, I think we're done with that. I think now we're on to the Santa Claus. Yeah, I right? do want to do the Santa Claus because we did Elf and Home Alone last year for Christmas. Um, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The next Home Alone movie does star Max Keeble. That's a fair point. So I think we'll we got to do revisit. that one. We'll have to revisit it when it's jingle season. We might have to do uh, the Max Keeble Home Alone and the first Santa Claus movie to kick off our Santa Claus series for the years to come. Hey, um, here are some other aliases, according to Wiki Fandom, for Pigeon Lady. Okay. Big Hero. Okay. Uh, wait, wait um, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Who calls her this? If this is just uh, other aliases that wiki fandom list. <laughs> um, okay. Homeless homeless pigeon person. Mhm. Mama bear. All right. Misunderstood loner with a heart of gold. Okay. <laughs> nice hat. True. And then finally, no name given. No name given. Does she not have a name? She is not. Uh, <laughs> so, you no. Know, um, in the year 2019 of our Lord, uh, December, or I'm sorry, October 6, 2019, which is my one-year anniversary for my wedding. Mm. Um, the one-year anniversary of you seeing Venom 2, or sorry, correct. Venom 1 in a few days. Venom 1, yeah. Um, it said, th- this person wrote, your thoughts on Pigeon Lady, please? And then eight days later, they comment back, Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine them tuning in eight days in a row, go, coming to this website. Let's want to weigh in on the discourse hey, about Pigeon anybody. Lady. Anybody? Uh, this person says, "I wish I would have known the canon about Pigeon Lady." Um, so we're not here to talk about Pigeon Lady. Um, we are here to talk about a movie. But before we talk about that. Uh, I I discovered something about you, my co-host Clint Page, this oh. past week or so. Okay. Um, and I think, well, we did talk about this, so um, I don't know if you know what I'm about to say, but I learned recently. I'm a, I'm a little nervous that honestly. you have not eaten most fruits. <laughs> <laughs> this this is true. <laughs> you 
How did this conversation come up? We were talking about fruit. Oh, I asked you if you had ever had a plumcot, which is a plum Correct. crossed with an apricot. Correct. Um, which I had recently thought it was very good. Texted my good pal Clint and said, you ever had one of these? And he said, no. And I said, okay. And then somehow it came up that you have not eaten very many fruits. Yeah, I think like if I'm remembering correctly, you texted me this kind of late at night. And I said, no. And then you were like, it's good. And that was kind of the extent of the conversation. And then maybe 30 minutes later... I said something along the lines of, I've actually never even had a whole banana before. That's what it was. Yeah, you said, I've never had a whole banana before, which I was like, huh, interesting. I guess he hates bananas. And then yeah. I th- think I kept probing and learned that you, so you've had, I asked you, you if you liked had to any. Keep asking. <laughs> I asked you if you liked any fruits, and you said, I like apples okay. You're you're cool with apples. Yeah, I like, I like a good apple. That's the only fruit you like, right? What? Do you count water watermelons? A fruit, yeah, watermelons right? a fruit. I like watermelon when it doesn't have a lot of seeds. Okay, so you like apples and watermelon. Um, yeah, but you've never had you've never had an orange, correct? I've never had an orange. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, you've never had a kiwi. I remember talking about, which is mm, not no, that weird because it's. I mean, it's weird, but like, it's not it's fuzzy. It has hair. It does have hair. You you can eat the hair. You can just bite into it like an apple, which I no, only I, learned I, recently. I refuse to do that. The hair is real short, and it doesn't go down like hair. Like, it just... <laughs> it doesn't go down like hair? You just hair. chew it right up, and it just is... It's it's like the those certain types of gum that you can just pop in your mouth with the wrapper still on and just chew it right up. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you can do that with Starburst. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. I, I got really scared there for a second that you were about to say, you can't do that with gum. And I was about to find out that I got pranked as a kid. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, though. I think the zebra gum, you can. Yeah. Okay, so let's name some other fruits that you have not had. Well, now, uh, let's draw the line here. Okay. Like, had as in tasted or had as in, like, consumed more than half of? Let's start with ones you've never even tasted because there were okay. some big ones. Yeah, sure. Um, have you ever had a peach? Uh, no, I've not had a peach. Have you ever had a pear? Mm, yes, I have bitten into a pear. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what did you think about the pear when you ate it? It's basically like a watered-down apple, right? It's like a vegetable apple. I wouldn't say watered-down. They're like they're usually softer than apples when they're ripe. Yeah. And they have kind yeah. of like a gritty texture, which some people don't like, but I actually find pretty appealing. Yeah. You do have... You have a... Like a sharp palate, you know, you like defined flavors and textures. Wow, that's a that's the greatest compliment ever, anyone's ever given me. I would love to make this podcast partially a fruit podcast where we just uh-huh. re- review f- fruits. Um, You're the greatest chef in France. So, like strawberries and grapes, you've tried, right? I have never had tried a strawberry, but I have had grapes in chicken salad. Interesting. So you've never had a grape on its own. Correct. What now? Why? Why are you afraid of grapes? It's like eyeballs. It's so gross. It's not a flavor thing. Like I enjoy most flavors of fruit. I am solely a texture person. Interesting. Okay. Uh, pineapple. Have you had pineapple? No, I haven't. Too spiky. Too sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Too sharp. Pineapple's good. I think you should give it a try. Yeah. It. It just. It's an intimidating fruit. Not gonna lie. Have you ever had a tomato? Oh, God, no. <laughs> You've never even 
Mm-hmm. Never even come close. Tomatoes make me gag if I touch them. So if you it's got gross. one on your sandwich, you would take it off. I would like scrape off that tomato. Okay. I wouldn't just toss it. I would. I would have to, you know, get a knife and scrape it and dig, like dip it, it out. Interesting. I used to be that way with tomatoes. I used to really hate them. Um, now yeah, I'm kind of slimy. okay with them. I will often ask t- for them to be left off of sandwiches and burgers mm-hmm. and such. But if it if they leave it on, I'll usually just eat it because it's not that big a deal to me. But they're not my favorite. It's gross. It's gross. Uh, any other big fruits that you haven't had? Um, Have you ever had a raisin? Yes, I've had a raisin. Well, okay, you don't get to say that in that tone of voice when yeah, you've never okay. had an orange before. <laughs> um, never had a cherry. Never had a cherry. That's interesting. I mean, those yeah. come on milkshakes usually. Yeah, and I toss it out the window. No, thank you. Hmm. Um, never had a blueberry. Never had a blueberry. Cantaloupe? I have had a cantaloupe. Okay, yes. what would you think of it? It's, okay. it's like slimy watermelon. I hmm, yeah I mean they are both large I don't think it really tastes much like watermelon at all yeah um never had a lime never had a lime you don't usually just eat those you don't you don't okay Uh, never (laughs) had a lemon did you really not know that well I don't know I'm not I'm kind of in the minority here as far as my palate goes I love the Um, idea that you think limes are just something you eat (laughs) like an orange because they're very sour you don't really just I mean I guess you could but it's not a normal thing to do yeah I mean are there any other like famous fruits that I'm that I'm missing here (laughs) oh man I feel like there's something we're missing Uh, oh you have had mango right I have, and that's an interesting story, actually. Okay, tell me about um, the time you had mango. I was in Jamaica on a uh, bamboo raft, and there was a man that was guiding our raft, and like I had, it was like a gondola thing, and so I like was powering my gondola with my brother, and he was in front of us, and he was like, "Oh." a fresh fruit and knocked it off of the tree and it fell into the water and then he tossed it to me and he's like eat and i felt <laughs> bad and so i did and what'd you think it was good <laughs> so it seems like you haven't really had like terrible experiences with fruit like i don't no. understand why at some point you ha- you weren't like i gotta catch up on fruit i'm just not you know i'm not into trying new fruits all right well i, I, I have do had think- dates uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, like, you've been on dates where fruit was brought oh. to the table and you had to, like, <laughs> pretend to take a phone call and leave. <laughs> Go out, climb out the bathroom window? No. I mean, like, my wife knows that, and she's, like, one of the only women I've dated, like, actually seriously dated. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that I have the, the palate of just, like, a potato farmer. <laughs> um. Yeah. Which is funny because your wife is a vegan, correct? That's correct. So, <laughs> so she's very frustrated by me. I just feel like meals at your house have got to be a fun time. Cause I, had, I had pizza today. For you, it's like, <laughs> I will only eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, she, you like, pretty much only eat things that she doesn't eat. Right, yeah. Like, she'll make me these, like, well-prepared, thoughtful, you know, meals that are vegan friendly and i'm like no thank you give me a like a a hamburger of some kind give me a crystal 
Give me a crystal. Yeah, that's perfect, except with no uh, pickles. Hey, maybe a couple of crystals. Yeah. I've never had a raspberry. Okay. Blackberry. I have. I have. I've had a blackberry cobbler. Interesting. Yeah. Had uh, that on a date once. Ah. The old blackberry cobbler date. Never had a coconut. Never had a coconut. Okay, one last question, and then we will move on from this so it doesn't have sure. to take up the whole episode. But when you had a banana that you didn't finish, what mm-hmm. was that experience like? So do you know where Chester Frost Park is? Yes. Um, you know, like the, the quote, I'm doing air quotes here, the beach yeah. that's near Chester Frost Park. So I was the, probably the best champ. beach in Hickson, Tennessee. Yes, that is correct. Uh, you go there and you go inside the water and you come out a different consistency. That's mm-hmm. just how the water is. Um, but I was, I was there with Chandler and she, I remember she's like, <laughs> this sounds so stupid. Cause we were in our twenties. Uh, so you're in your twenties and you've at this point never had a banana. Just, correct. just never had a desire to. It never had a desire. They just creeped me out. Uh, they're gross looking. Um, and, and she was like, I'm going to bring you a banana and you're going to eat it. And I was like, okay. And I said, okay. And I agreed. Cause I thought if I did it, I would get a smooch and I did. And then we got married. <laughs> it worked. Uh, it worked. Um, and she, I was like, there's only one condition. I have to cover it in peanut butter. Mm. And so I got my banana and I slathered it with peanut butter and I took two bites and said, I'm done. And then I got a smooch. <laughs> You got a peanut buttery smooch. Mm-hmm. Um, a sloppy wet's kiss. I'm surprised that you didn't want to ever go back for that. Because I think the, not the smooch, but the peanut butter banana. <laughs> the peanut, sure. peanut butter banana is a classic snack. It's a great combo. Yeah, I just, it's a consistency thing for me. They have, bananas are stringy, you know, and they're also yeah. mushy. And they're just, they're icky. I mean, my it's, it's to the I love vegetables, and so my my parents told me that like whenever I was a baby, I wouldn't eat like mashed up bananas or you know mashed up apples or whatever. I don't even like applesauce. Wow. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think at some point on the show we are going to have to introduce a new segment called Fruit Corner, where you just try a fruit and we talk about <sighs> it. Okay, I'll be willing to try. My wife will, will love this. She can be on the show. And be our our vegan Sherpa as I try a fruit. <laughs> I would love that. I always want um, her to make appearances on the show, but I feel like she doesn't want to be associated with it. Well, now that we have a house that has more than one room, yeah, uh, I'm able to separate myself from her. Yeah, it's a shame we can't hear her frustrated yells when you do something annoying in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, thank you for being open and honest and real and raw and honestly yeah. vulnerable, and there's not a dry eye in the room, and now yeah, it's time to move you. on to talking about the film Flubber, which is about Jello that dances. Yes, it is. It's also about love. It It is about love. It's very much about love. Uh, yeah. This is a movie that was a remake of a movie from the... 60s i should know the exact year um the absent-minded professor the absent-minded professor which um i don't know if you have been paying attention to my letterbox but if you had you would notice that i also watched the that movie yesterday 
Did you? I did. I'm going the extra mile for the podcast because normally if we're covering something that's like a reboot or a sequel, we would try to watch both to compare them. And mm-hmm. we only had time for one episode, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch the original two to, to kind of have some context for that. Um, did you know that there is a sequel to The Absent-Minded Professor? Yes, it's called The Son of Flubber. Yes, that's correct. Not, not, uh, sorry, I said it wrong. It's called Son of Flubber. Yeah, not The Son of Flubber. Um, which I, I think it's pretty much just the same movie. He just makes, like, different Flubber. Yep. Yep, uh, but football it, Flubber, I think. But it's a heck of a name for a movie. Yep, that's correct. Uh, um, but yeah, the absent-minded professor, nineteen sixty-one, black and white. Uh, pretty similar plot-wise to this movie, with one key difference: there is not a little robot named Weebo. Mm-hmm. Um, Weebo, I'm just gonna say it: the heart and soul of the film Flubber. Yeah, played by Ariel. Yes, Ariel. What's her name? Um, Ariel. Uh, Jody Benson. Yes, correct. A great voice actor. Um, she's great in this movie. We love Weebo. We're a big mm-hmm. fan. Big Stan. Big Stan. We stand a yellow robot that is in love with the man who created her. Um, yep. So let's just talk about the movie Flubber. Um, why don't you tell me your personal experience with this movie? Sure. So bringing back my nanny, uh, a reoccurring yes. character, uh, my grandma, Nanny. Do you call her uh, nanny? I do call her nanny. That's yes. fresh. Yeah. You call your grandma what? Jojo. That's that's right. Shout is out to Jojo. Start with Joe? Is she like Josephine or something? Uh, her name is Joyce. We call her Jojo. Joyce. Okay. Cool. Jojo my is a queen grandma- we stand. My grandmother's name is Carolyn. And so we call her nanny. Mm-hmm. But um, she, nanny had, um, we'll only call our grandmothers by their given names now. Uh, mm. Nanny had uh, Flubber Little. at <laughs> sure. Uh, she had Flubber at her house in the big clamshell, and I can remember every time I would go over to Nanny's house, I would say, "Can we watch Flubber, please?" Flubber, please, Nanny, pop yeah. in that Jello film, please, Nanny. Can we watch Flubber? And this was at her old house, which was like in a neighborhood right across the street from uh, Hicks and First Baptist, mm. and so uh, you know, remember the Church going of over My to that Youth. House. Yeah, uh, I remember going over to her house. Uh, now they live in Dayton. She's still with us, and so is my grandfather. And I don't know if they have Flubber, but uh, I would go over and watch Flubber every single time I was at her house. Uh, so I've probably seen this movie maybe fifty or six, maybe fifty Whoa. or sixty times. That's yeah. too many times to see the movie Flubber. Yeah, it, it, it's been. I've I've had my fair share of flub. So Flubber to you is kind of what Rockadoodle was to me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good um, comparison for those of you that don't know. Rockadoodle is how Elisha and JoJo connected over cinema. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate to say, but she had the movie Rockadoodle, and I watched it a lot at her house. Didn't she have like Rockadoodle, Jurassic Park, and yeah, she had like four else. movies. It was Rockadoodle, yeah. Jurassic Park, Lion King two. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Disney sing-along movie, yeah, uh, and something else. And we, my grandmother had, um, she had Heidi. If you remember Heidi, okay. Um, How could I forget she, Heidi? Yeah, Heidi, and she also had Flubber, and she had Thumbelina. Those were the only ones that I could remember. Um, I think we should. I have a hypothesis that I'd like to put to the test. 
Sure. Every grandmother has four movies. Yes. <laughs> what are Which those movies? Which grandmother are you? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm missing a third. I'm, I can't remember back. Um, so I had Flubber, Heidi, Thumbelina, and then I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the fourth was, but I'm sure she had it. Yeah, she she had to, according to... Oh, uh, yeah, I know what it is. What? Homeward Bound. Okay, yeah, that seems like a grandma movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Heidi, Thumbelina, Flubber, and Homeward Bound were my grandmother's four movies. For my grandma, it was Rockadoodle, Disney Sing-Along, Lion King 2, and Jurassic Park 3, I think. It was one of the sequels. Oh, <laughs> So it wasn't even the original Jurassic Park. No, because nice. remember when we did Jurassic Park, I was like, the first time I saw this was when it was released in 3D That's like right. a few years yeah. ago. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I'd only seen one of the sequels before that. Huh. Interesting. Weird that we covered the movie Jurassic Park this year and also the movie Dougal this year. Uh, that was this year? Yeah. 2020, oh, am I right? Oh, yeah. You're, you sure are right about that. <laughs> um, it so, is a year. So the movie Flubber, my experience with the movie Flubber, um, I didn't watch it at JoJo's house. Um, I know mm. I had seen this movie as a kid, but I only watched this because I think I've referenced this on this show before. I had a couple of neighbors that we would sometimes do this thing where we go to each other's houses and we like swap movies. Yeah. So it's like I take a movie home from your house and you take a movie from my house. And this was VHS. And then we watch them and we return them to each other after a week which is like man what a great thing to do like i wish that was still a thing that's awesome that I could yeah do. um and now it's like take my youtube link so some movie <laughs> yes it's like that take my tiktok yeah uh, no, don't take don't take your tiktok yeah. trump <laughs> yeah he's trying to take my tiktok uh d- d- Donald Trump is, I don't like to get political, but Donald Trump is trying to take the one thing that I love right now in the year 2020. <laughs> you have no one in your life. I have Just nothing. Just let him have TikTok. I, have, I live alone and I have a TikTok account. These are the, this is all I have. Please let me have this one thing. Um, it's your closest thing to fame and the president of the United States took it from you. Yeah, uh, he's trying to. It it seems like he's maybe not going to succeed, but who knows? Um, some movies I remember getting in these types of swaps. Uh, the movie My Favorite Martian, which I think was all it was. Yeah, it was yeah, also a remake. Yeah. Um, of, uh, it was a remake. It was an adaptation of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and which then I'm trying to remember the show. Was My Favorite Martian the um? The show where Robin Williams was a Martian? No, that was Mork and Mindy. Yeah, that's Mork and Mindy. My, My favorite, favorite Martian. I, was that animated? No, it was a. It was called My Favorite Martian. It was a show um, with no ac- actors that I really recognize. Um, but okay, so the the um, remake. Um, oh yeah. Chris, had Christopher Lloyd as the Martian, so I remember, and it was it was Jeff Daniels and Christopher Lloyd. Uh, I remember taking, getting that movie from them, uh, the movie Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton, um, and one of them was ultimately the film Flubber, the Jell-O film that mm. we were talking about today, uh, and that is where I saw the film Flubber, and I can tell you the things that I remembered about this movie was that it was about some dancing Jell-O, and Robin Williams was in it, and it, ha- it had a flying yellow robot. Um, yeah. 
and and I remember that the flying yellow robot died and was replaced by a flying red robot. Mm-hmm. Her daughter, as yes. she calls her. Well, th- and th- I learned upon rewatching that it was her daughter. Like, baby Groot is the son of Groot, apparently. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, is Weebo the original Groot? Mm, I don't know. Weebo's like the original... Weebo is the original GIF queen. GIF queen? Yeah, GIF. Because she played those little GIFs on her little television. Oh, that is so true. She was a GIF queen. Okay, I actually had this thought. Um, really, what she was was the original Bumblebee. Because Bumblebee in the Transformers mm. movies would communicate emotions by playing like audio from movies or songs through his radio. Yeah. And that's what Weebo did, but she played video clips. That's true. Well, yeah, she would communicate, but she would use the the like video clips as punctuation, you know? Mm-hmm. And can yeah. we just talk about the name Weebo? What a great name. I have to disagree Uh-oh. because <laughs> I think she should have been named like a person name. Uh, you just think was... that she should be named Karen like in SpongeBob. No, I think her name should be like, Sally or something, you know. Sally would be bad. I don't approve of that. Okay, what about uh, Nora? Nora could be okay, (laughs) but it's an acronym. I like Weibo. I think Weibo is a good name. Does Weibo stand for something? Uh, it stands for We Love This Robo. Nope. (laughs) We love this Robo lady. We love this Robo. Yeah, that does. I thought she was like, she's cute, you know. It's a cute little robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought she, I, in my memory, she was a lot cuter, you know. Uh, like more cartoony looking. Bite your tongue, Weibo is a cute queen. We love her. She is a my wife. Stand? I have, I think I have a crush on Weibo. I'll say it. Ariel, Weibo, Ariel. Yeah. Um, uh, they made one on MythBusters. They they made a Weibo. They made a Weibo on MythBusters. Ugh. So I did have like a toy Weibo. I'm remembering now. Did it fly? It did not fly. You know, you know I think I had a toy Weibo. That is so weird. You said that, and the memory like flooded back to me. I think I and, had a Weibo. Yeah, and you could like put little coins in its mouth. Uh, maybe. Oh well, <laughs> maybe never mind. Then. I don't know. Maybe you could. I just I don't have a strong memory of this. But like now that you say it, I think I had a Weibo. Yeah, I could put little coins in its mouth, and Weibo had like a little tongue that would stick out. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Weibo is great. Um, she has a great tongue. That's weird. Um, so <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> let's talk about our ratings of this film. So we did rewatch this movie. I watched mm-hmm. it uh, two days ago, and uh, this movie's about Jello. Um, I gave this film four out of ten uh, point things. <laughs> Yep. It's a four, four, it's out, a four out of ten flubbers. Four out of ten flubbers. Uh I don't think it's very good. I don't think mm. it is I don't think it's an abomination like some of the things like we've we've talked about a lot of great movies and a lot of like awful movies this year. I don't think it's bad as bad as a lot of the movies we talked about this year. Namely the Left Behind movies, Master of Disguise, Shark Tale, uh Dougal. Just to name a few. <laughs> uh but it's not as good as Jurassic Park and Jaws or Lilo and Stitch. Uh, it's flubber and it's a uh, it's it's four out of ten and it's it's not a great movie but I enjoyed some parts. What about you? Yeah, I gave it a five out of ten. Um, mm. It was 
there, can't get enough of this Jello friend. <laughs> I, I knew because I saw your score ahead of time that you're you liked this better than me. Um, and I was like, Elisha's gonna say something like, "You liked this twenty percent more than I did," or you <laughs> know, some, something like that. Yeah, I need to get but, a new bit. Yeah, you did, or you do need to get a new bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. Um, I got bored most of the time. Um, I, I oddly enough, I got bored when like the hijinks started happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the hijinks are are the boring part. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, the uh, compelling part is like Robin Williams kind of doing his thing, you know? Um, I have a pretty strong take about what I think the compelling part of this movie is, but I think okay. I would like to hear a 10,000-foot view before I come out with that. Sure. So there's this college, right? <laughs> oh, we got we to gotta put some jello in our car so that we can make true. it fly. Let's put some jello in our car, cool. and then let's put a nuclear bomb in our engine, um, and then yeah. So, what? so uh, question, because I, I know yeah. he made his car fly with with flubber. Uh, mm-hmm. What I think I looked away from the screen for a split second and missed the actual moment where the flubber was applied to the car. What did he actually do with the flubber to make the car fly? So that's actually something that, even though it's you know scientific nonsense, they explained fairly well. Hmm. is that Flubber is able to fly when exposed to light or, like, gamma beams. Okay. And so they have a shutter lens that exposes Flubber incrementally to gamma beams to cause upward thrust. So where did he put the Flubber on his car? In the engine. Okay. Through the car's veins. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so we're up in the sky with our Jello car, and you're about to give us a ten thousand foot view of the movie Flubber. Yeah, yeah. So there's this college, right? Um, yeah. This college is going out of business because it owes money to a bad guy, and uh, they're like, "How are we going to save our college?" Uh, Doctor Brainerd's going to come up with uh, renewable energy, a new energy source, and uh, he's like, I- "I'm going to do it, but it's I can only think about one thing at a time." And this lady that's the president of the college is his fiance, And she's like, this is the last time that I'm going to marry you. And he's like, okay, uh, I'll be there. And then as he's about to go to his wedding, once you know it, he discovers the flubber. Mm. And uh, he ends up getting so enraptured in this flubber. But Weepo is a little stinker and made him forget about his wedding. Mm. Can't, can't forget that. No. Uh, Weebo made him forget about his wedding. And then um, there's a, this bad guy. I cannot remember his name, but he, no, no, uh, you don't need to know anybody's name in this movie. It's just a bunch of professory type people. Yeah, nobody really has a name. It's just like, oh, that's the character, right? Um, yeah, there's this bad guy. He has a son that failed Doctor Brainerd's class, played by which Will is Wheaton. Robin William. Yeah, played by Will Wheaton. Um, wait, was that really Will Wheaton? That was Will Wheaton. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Robin Williams failed him, and he's like, I'm going to get back at him. Let's go steal his stuff. And then these bad guys end up trying to steal Flubber, and they they got to get Flubber back. And once you know, they end up saving the college through hijinks. Yeah, the college the is in debt. Uh, yeah. And there's also another bad guy who is trying to steal dr brainerd's fiance from him 
Yeah, but he works with the other right. bad and they're, guy. And they're in league. You find that out later. Yeah. Um, um, it's just a, a bunch of bad guys. Christopher McDonald, the ultimate 90s comedy bad guy, I feel like. Yeah. A really good bad guy. He's like He's American He's got a bad Tim guy Curry. face. He, yeah. He kind of does look kind of Tim Curry-ish. Yeah, he's got kind of those, he's got a big, like, cat smile, Cheshire cat smile, and, you know, those big, watery eyes. Um, did but, you ever see the the movie adaptation of Leave it to Beaver from the 90s? I don't, maybe, maybe I did. Did they play it like the, uh, the, the Brady Bunch, where it was like they knew that they were in a sitcom? Uh, no, it wasn't like that. It was kind of self-aware, though. Um, I remember having it on VHS. That would be a fun episode to do at some point. Um, sure. But it it was kind of self-aware because, like, they're playing on the idea of the Leave it to Beaver family having this, like, perfect 1950s, 60s, whatever existence. And it's like, so there's, like, this perfect family, but set in the 90s. Uh, but he plays the dad, Christopher McDonald is the oh, is really? Beaver's dad in that movie. And the, it's so Ward. weird. Yes, he's Ward Cleaver, which is yeah. so strange because he looks like an evil man. Sure. And yeah, Ward, I mean, he just always looks evil. I saw that movie before I ever watched the show Leave it to Beaver, which I ended up watching a lot of the show because like, I used to watch a lot of like TV land with my parents and watch a lot of old shows through that. We watched Leave it to Beaver. I, I, yeah, I agree. I have seen many episodes of Leave it to Beaver yeah. and Green Acres. Green Acres was a good one too. Um, yeah. Did they ever make a movie of Green Acres? I don't think so. No. That's probably good. Um, actually, a Green, a Green Acres 2020 movie could be really fun. It's got... It's got a timeless plot that could be literally applied to any time in history. Uh, hear me out. Paul Rudd is the main farmer guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Why are you saying Why are you Why are you saying no to that? Are you gonna he's, say he's too young? Because oh, Paul Paul Rudd's well, like eighty. Okay, he just looks thinking, young. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I was getting the characters mixed up. I was I thought the man was the ingenue. But and the lady was a farmer, but it's the opposite. So that right. could work. I that yeah, I work. think it could be fun. Um. Anyway, sorry. My point was, uh, Christopher McDonald is Ward Cleaver in that movie, and it does not work because he looks like an evil man. And Ward Cleaver, I thought that Ward Cleaver was supposed to be like an evil dad until I watched <laughs> the show and was like, oh, he's just like supposed to be a good dad. So why did they have Christopher McDonald play him? Anyway, he's the evil uh, guy. In this yeah. Jello film. And he's a good evil man. He's good at being evil. Yeah. Man, I am looking at the pictures of Christopher McDonald as Ward Cleaver, and he does look terrifying. Yeah, it's off-putting. He shouldn't look that evil. He shouldn't look no. evil at all. Although Ward looked pretty bad, too. Um, How so? He Well, he was an alcoholic, and so he looked... He didn't look genteel, you know? The the actor that played Ward, I'm pretty sure it was like a raging alcoholic. Huh, no, Ward Ward Cleaver was an alcoholic. <laughs> they didn't really touch on that. <laughs> I that was much. like, I missed some stuff in that show. Gee, Wally, did you ever notice how Dad keeps wrecking his car? Uh, so the Flub Mambo by our friend Danny Elfman, star uh-huh. star of the film Flubber, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, in the opening credits, it was saying, score by Danny Elfman, and then there was another 
title that said the flub mambo also by danny elfman <laughs> and i was like this sounds like a fun song and it, it didn't disappoint it's a fun danny yeah. elfman song in my memory this movie had a lot more flubber in it but it didn't have a lot of flubber uh yeah i yeah okay so yeah that's a good transition into my big take about this movie sure you said you had would you say a strong take i do have a strong take about this movie okay um, and I'm going to need to just kind of rant for a second, which I feel like mm-hmm. I've done a good bit of. So, Yeah, Pardon the floor me. is yours. Um, this movie should not be called Flubber. Mm. And it should not okay. be called um, The Absent-Minded Professor. It should not even be called Son of Flubber. You know what it, this movie should be called? Dr. Brainerd. No, this movie should be called Weebo, because this movie should have been mm. about Weebo, and it kind of is. I think that Weebo is the interesting part of this movie. I do not care about the Jello Boy flubber. <laughs> I think that Professor Brainerd should have married the robot Weebo at the end of this movie. Interesting take. <laughs> because this movie is about a, a deeply troubled man who does not know, ha- know how to have human interactions. At the end of the movie, when he marries his fiance, eventually, he does not bother to attend his wedding. Instead, he's at his home doing science and like gets married on a screen which made me so angry if that is your priority if you cannot bother to show up for your wedding then do not marry your wife instead marry the robot that you do science with because ultimately he makes a baby with weebo and this baby is named flubber correct this this movie is about him making a baby with his robot friend weebo that baby is flubber they should be a happy family He should end on good terms with the fiance and just be like, I'm not human life. Not for me. I'm into science. I'm married to my robot and we have a jello son. That is how the movie kind of says that. Right. Uh, Does he? He's like, he's like, it's just me. It's just you and me. We both. Oh, right. Our our happy family. And now we have a third. Exactly. He does say that. And that should be his end point because... (laughs) (laughs) And the screen goes black at that point. Because there's not a point in this movie where he starts being a good person to his fiance. Like, he doesn't. At the beginning of this movie, even in the scene where his fiance is introduced when they're eating lunch at the school, um, when they're talking about the wedding, I wasn't even sure if they were talking about his wedding up until the point where she said, like, this is the third or this is the last time I'm going to try to marry you. Uh, because there's no reason to think that these people love each other. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, So in conclusion, I am Team Weebo. Uh, He should have married Weebo and not let her get killed and have to have a daughter. Yeah, one of the dumbest moments of the movie, and it it genuinely made me upset, was when he's like, I'm not absent-minded because I'm selfish. I'm not absent-minded because I only care about science. I'm absent-minded because I love Sarah, or whatever her name was. Yep, it was Sarah, and that also made me angry because I said, no, you don't. There's no reason to believe that you love her. There is no... You are selfish because you love science too much. You already answered your own question. Yes, you are selfish. You are selfish and inconsiderate and crazy. Yeah. And I don't know. maybe, Maybe it's mean to call him crazy. He is inconsiderate. Uh, he should not waste this woman's time anymore. He should marry his robot. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, talk- why else would he have made her, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he loves her. And she loves him. They, they're perfect yeah. for each other. Yeah, she really does, like, love him. She love loves him. him. She's in love with him. 
it's on it's like beyond her you know you know that movie her while Joaquin Phoenix yeah. makes love to his cell phone mm-hmm. yeah so it it's past that point with these two like they have like a a, a thriving relationship where she, they like rib each other like a married couple you know yeah I'm just now realizing that Weibo is like Eponine in Les Mis interesting take <laughs> explain she dies <laughs> Uh-huh. And is in love with a man who does not return her affections. Mm-hmm. And he ends up marrying someone that he would have been better off with Epony <laughs> slash Weebo. Yeah. Did you feel sadness when Weebo died and he was like, you're leaking battery acid or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty horrible sight when she's all smashed to bits because she it, got hit, yeah. hit with a baseball bat. Very violently. Yeah. yeah. The Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs murders her with a baseball bat. Um, her death is very horrifying, and Weibo deserved so much better. I mean, she w- she is a little stinker, like you said. She she probably should not have taken his wedding off the calendar to sabotage him, but also but she he shouldn't have been wear- marrying this woman. So yeah, he. Had, I mean, nothing is wrong with this woman. Like she's perfectly fine. No, she's but... great. She's too good for him. Yeah, yeah. She's the college professor or like she's a president of a university mm-hmm. which actually she may be a bad president if her school's going under but you know well, whatever um we don't know but, the details i mean it's it's kind of her thing right yeah we don't know the details we can't speculate about that i'm speculating i think she failed right. but um if she's relying on a professor who does not even have his phd to potentially save this college yeah, um, can we talk about the fact that at her third wedding, when mm-hmm. she is at the altar and a single tear rolls down her cheek, um, this is In not a very nineties what nineties yes. wedding dress. This is not how weddings work. She would no, have known before the ceremony started <laughs> that her groom had not showed up. There was yeah, no reason they... to waste everyone's time by starting the ceremony. Yeah, I had that thought myself because I have gone through a wedding and. We were there. Hold for applause. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I have gone through a wedding as well. I just was your worst man. Right. Uh, And we were there for, what, 10 hours before the actual ceremony? Yeah, I would argue too long. I think we're far enough removed from it that I can say Uh, you made me get there way too early. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And that's the time that, like, our coordinator said we had to be there. And yeah. so that's when we were there. No, I agree. Like, and I've told Chandler, like, if I said if there was anything that I could change about the wedding, it would be that I could sleep in a little longer. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> wow, zany. Except you didn't go to breakfast with us, and that is a sore spot still with me. I don't even remember this, but yeah, it's apparently something you're bitter about. That yet yeah, you don't remember it because you didn't go to you didn't go to Maple Street Biscuit Company with me in the morning. Ah, I like Maple Street Biscuit. I wish I'd gone with you guys. Now I just dropped my sound yeah. effect machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I agree. She it, it, she doesn't do weddings correctly. They saw each other in the morning before the wedding. She's like, "Remember, we're getting married tonight at six o'clock." And he's like, "Great, I won't be there." Yeah. It's bad. Um, they also play him like he has a brain injury, you know? Right. Which I don't believe that he does. Um, well, how so? What do you mean by that? Dr. Dr. Bra- or Professor Brainerd, like, he will just forget 
things as they're being told to him. Like, it's beyond being absent-minded. They're like, Dr. Brainerd, what day is it? Um, I don't know. It's Monday. Great. What day is it? What? You know, it, it, it's like, it, it just, in one ear out the other. He's beyond absent-minded. He has a learning disability. I question this man's sanity because he has a coffee grinder that mm. grinds one bean at a time by smashing it with a pot. Yep, that, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Have you tried that? That's fairly artisanal. I haven't tried that. It is probably some hipster way to grind coffee that is supposedly better, like when you get those beans that are chewed up by a monkey and spit out, and or not the, spit out, pooped out. <laughs> the poop, the, the cat poop beans? Well, it's monkey poop. It's a monkey that poops them out. Is it a monkey? I thought it's, it was like this, like a cat thing. Pretty sure it's a monkey. Maybe there's both. I don't know. Let me look up this. You keep vamping about how dumb he is. We don't have to look up the monkey poop beans. Fine. You just know that I'm right. I will assume you're right. Hey, listeners, uh, write in. Tell us which animal poops out the coffee beans. Yeah. Mr. Krabs was in this movie, too. Uh, Who was he? He was one of the goons. Interesting. He was the goon that was not Buffalo Bill. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's see. What else we need to say about this Jello film? What do you think about Weibo? I feel like you're not as in love with Weibo as I am. I mean, I'm not as in love with Weibo, and it's probably because I have a woman in my life. But, and Chandler is my Weibo. Let's be honest here. Uh, I cannot believe you just made me as sad as you just did. (laughs) I, I, as that was, I want to go on record and apologize as that was coming out of my mouth. I was like, that is so mean, Clint. Don't. Don't, I am in love with the robot from the movie <laughs> Flubber because I have no one in my life. I'm sorry. We were we were talking earlier about how you're lonely and the only thing you have is TikTok. And right. So I was just playing off of that. I mean, I'm not that upset about it, but it is. No, that was mean of pretty me. Pretty brutal. Say. What should, you just? I shouldn't have said that. I just got brutally owned on my podcast. I just view. I just pwned you with facts and logic. Yeah. Well, this is the end. This is the last episode of our podcast. No, I'm sorry. We've never had a real argument before, and I don't want it to start now. <laughs> no, it's okay. I there's. <laughs> What's the point anymore? They canceled Dark Crystal today. <laughs> I'm in what? love with oh, the no. robot from Flubber. Well, I'm sorry. D- Dark Crystal Age of Resistance won an Emmy, and then Netflix said goodbye. <laughs> And now I'm in love with a robot because I have no one in my life. Hey, does hey does Flubber have consciousness? Is he a being? Yeah, Flubber definitely is sentient. Okay, is he? He's kind of like the 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 symbiote from Spider Man. Yeah, he's kind of he's like a silly little symbiote. That's is is this point. movie silly silly Venom? That it's mm, a good question, and I think the answer is yes. Yeah, this movie is yeah. silly Venom. Yeah, I I mean. Sorry, I'm still hung up by how mean I was to you a minute ago. <laughs> oh, man. I, genu- I genuinely feel bad about that. Listen, the but... knife is in my chest. The best thing that you can do at this point is just not to touch it. Uh-huh, leave it in before <laughs> while we go to the hospital. Don't twist it anymore, but also don't try to take it out because it's just going to hurt more. We'll yeah. just leave it there. <laughs> no. There's a knife in my chest now. Did you like the basketball scene, Elisha? It was pretty funny that the boys had Flubber on their shoes and they were bouncing really high. It was kind of like Like Mike, but Flubber. Kind of was like, you know, I was thinking 
is 2020 the year of basketball for this podcast? It is. I mean, we kind of did basketball month. Well, we yeah. didn't because we split up the basketball movies because we were dumb, didn't we? I don't remember. Uh, I think so. No, we, we didn't. We just happened to... We, we happened to, you know, have Scott on for the next episode. So. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't remember anything we ever do in our podcast. Me either. I'm sure someone remembers. Um, wh- what do you think about the, the, the squirt gun bit toward the end? You, you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. That, you know, I actually am not good at catching flubs in movies or slip-ups. But when they started squirting Robin Williams's hand, you can see him laughing. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I they're like, notice. "Give it to him," squirt in his face. No, give it to him. And then that kept going. And then they're like, "No, put it in his hand." And he starts squirting the squirt gun into Robin Williams's hand. You can see Robin Williams like break and laugh. Hmm. But, I mean, he that is a funny joke, but it goes on way too long. Yeah, you know, there's the rule of threes with comedy. They did like that eight was, with that one. Yeah, the rule of sevens, I think, is what it was. Yeah. Um, it went on way too long. It was funny. Like, I, I remember kind of pausing at that. Not pausing the movie, but like pausing <laughs> yeah, the my, like, my thoughts on and being like, huh, this is kind of a funny bit. And then it just kept going for way too long. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so Flubber... Does shoot out of a man's butthole and causes him to die. Yeah, he right? does shoot out of. It's Christopher McDonald, right? Yeah, goes into his mouth and then shoots out his yeah, butthole. He, he does go into Christopher McDonald's mouth, straight through his digestive tract, and he shoots right out out of his butt. And Christopher McDonald does die. He passes away from his wounds from Flubber <laughs> shooting out of his. He says, "Mommy," and then. <laughs> Flubber explodes out of his butthole, and then he falls on the ground and dies. Which, I feel like that's another classic <laughs> thing that has to happen in, like, 90s kids' family comedies, is a guy saying, Mommy, and then, like, falling forward. Yep, as something, like, explodes out of his rear end. Um, there's a lot of butt humor in this movie. Um, what are the other butt humor instances? When When Flubber first escapes and he's flying through his neighbor's house... There's like a woman with a large rear end, and he like goes behind her and forms in the shape of a butt. Um, That's true. That does dumb. happen. That's a dumb bit. I don't um, know. He's, he's no. That's a funny. It's pretty funny. Um, and then uh, this professor smacks one of his students on the butt and gets flubber on his butt. Um, and then he becomes really good at basketball from his butt. Um, oh yeah, and then Robin Williams sprays Flubber on his butt as uh, Will Wheaton throws a, an ashtray at it, and then last but not least, Flubber shoots out of a man's butthole. Yeah, he does shoot out of a man's butthole, and the man dies. Yeah. Um, the talking about the basketball scene where talking the boys, about butts. No, we're done talking about butts. Um, unless it comes up naturally. The basketball scene um, in the original movie, which I mentioned that I watched as mm-hmm. well. The basketball scene is uh, pretty well done for a 1961 movie. Yeah. Um, it is similar to this one. It's a bunch of boys bouncing very high and playing basketball. But it goes on for so long. And there's oh, not... Really? Since there's no like CGI, there's not a whole lot you can do in terms of variation. So I think it's just... 
these guys on wires and they're just like jumping super high and playing basketball. And it's just like that goes on for like 10 minutes straight. And then there's no music. There's no score. It's just like noisy crowd noises for 10 minutes and basketball boys jumping very high. And it was maybe the most bored I've ever been in a movie. And a (laughs) scene that should have not been the boring scene in the movie. Well, do you think that back in the 60s, you know, people thought that was something amazing? Because, you know, whenever they had that first movie where it was like a train coming towards the screen, people were like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, that was quite a bit before the 60s, but... (laughs) Yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the practical effects of that movie were really well done. I mean... As a Disney movie, um, it was. I don't know if you know this. He was. It's directed by the director of Mary Poppins. Really, um, no, one of your that. favorite movies. One of my favorites. That's correct. Robert Stevenson. Uh, he directed Mary Poppins, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Old Yeller, mm-hmm. The Love Bug. A lot of those like Disney live action movies from that yeah, time period. Yeah. Huh. Um, but it is. I would argue his most boring film. Well. You can't win them all. Because the main guy in that movie is, like, the Robin Williams character is just a normal guy. He so, He's just, like, the typical 1960s, like, man in a suit with a fedora. He's just like, I gotta make flubber. Well, so I, I did find this interesting. Robin Williams, I, I kind of forgot how compelling he was as a real actor and not just a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um it is interesting how he kind of became the the character of empathy for our generation when in reality he is a filthy, filthy comedian. Uh, what do you mean by the character of empathy? He's like, in, in this movie specifically, and in like Jumanji, he's like the underdog, you know? Sure, yeah. Yeah. But, but and you know, he he's never like the confident hero or in like Hook, you know, he's the underdog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he, always he, kind of a bumbling hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Or and just a comic relief character. He he's very good just as an actor. But it's just that that's just interesting to me. And I feel like Jim Carrey kind of became the same way for our generation of being like, oh, a silly man. When in reality, they're both, you know, dirty comedians. <laughs> Jim Carrey is a very simple, silly man. Mm-hmm. He's Joe Biden now. He is Joe Biden now, which is exciting. I'm excited to see this a man good choice, do guys. funny stuff again. Yeah, it's a good choice, guys. Get over it. I'm excited. Are people mad about this? They don't need people to be. Are, people are very mad about it's it, It's Jim Carrey. We want to see Jim Carrey be funny again. Yep. Come on. I agree. Make Jim Carrey funny again. Make Jim Carrey funny again. Um... What else do we need to talk? Oh, okay. Do you remember what the last line of this movie is? Um. Yes. It's like, I I hope it's hot in Hawaii so he melts. <laughs> yeah. It's, is that it, right? It it is from uh, We Bet, who is Weibo's daughter after Weibo is murdered. Uh, yeah. And We Bet says, if it's hot in Hawaii, I hope he melts. Talking about Flubber, who is yeah, uh, basically her older brother, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, her her annoying older brother. Yeah, I don't like that. I wish she hadn't said that. I wish I wish We Bet did not exist. I do too. We Weibo should have. I mean, you don't. Here's the thing about Weibo is she is mm-hmm. like a consciousness. Like he could have just put her in a new robot body, and she could have still been Weibo. She doesn't have to be We Bet. Uh, yeah, effectively, her consciousness was uploaded onto yeah. the cloud, right? Right. I don't see why she couldn't have just been Weibo. 
Yeah, if if he had invented sentience in a robot and in a flubber, surely he could have designed redundancies for his robot, right? I guess so. I, I like the scene where she is creating her human avatar, basically. Um, uh-huh. And she's putting on clothes on it. And it's like this interface that he has clearly made for her to make <laughs> human avatars. And she's like dragging a sweater onto the person. <laughs> Yep, yep. Very so he funny. definitely uses this for creepy purposes, right? Yes, absolutely. He's a creepy yeah. and depraved man. Yes, he is, where he wants to kiss a hologram. You know what? I take it back. He doesn't deserve Weebo. No, Weebo was too pure for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he designed her for malicious malicious purposes. Um, what did you think about the subplot of the kid who keeps being terrorized by Flubber? Funny. It was funny. <laughs> It's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they did it, like, probably too, too many times for me. Like, yeah. twice is too many. But it had potential to be really funny. Yeah. I thought, it, I don't know. I think the first joke they do with him is he's, like, being tucked in, and his dad's like, nothing could come through the window, and then Flubber flies through the window. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh. Okay. I hope they don't keep bringing this kid back throughout <laughs> the movie. And then they do a lot of times. Yeah, the the scene at the end where he like looks at the plane and the car is flying and the kid like doesn't even get scared. He just closes the window and just cl- glares at his father. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, uh, that that's all that I have to say about Flubber. Okay, I have one more thing to say, and it is uh-huh. it is. Uh, I need you to. Are you sitting down? No. Are you, please yes, sit I'm down. Si- <laughs> okay, I'm sitting. Um. In the original version of this movie, mm-hmm. in the basketball scene, there is an actual line, and it says, and I quote, and this is from the ref, he says, there's nothing in the rule book that says that one team can't jump higher than the other. Yep. I That's, that's Air Bud. <gasps> oh, I'm so glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to react when I said the line, like recognizing that line essentially from Airbud, but then I had to no, say, yeah. that's Airbud, and it kind of ruined yeah. the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, that was that was good. Um, good job, good catch. Yeah, I mean, the line is... Almost w- verbatim. Like, that line from Airbud is a meme, and I'm honestly mad that you didn't react when I said it. I, you want to try it again? No, it's okay. We got to... We are nothing but, if not real and raw and vulnerable and honest, and sometimes you swing and you miss. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the line from Airbud is like, there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play or something like that, right? Yeah, he says there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball, and we did like a riff on it in our Airbud episode, and then I tried to do a callback to it, and you just kind of <laughs> stared a off. swing and a miss. It's probably my fault. I shouldn't have had that sort of faith in my co-host um yeah so anyway that, that honestly was on you it was on me um so flubber that's mm-hmm. we here's the thing about flubber nobody has opinions on it um so we couldn't yeah. do hot takes there are some mainly sin- just it was mainly just people being like a fine movie yeah yeah it's 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 middle of the road it's like a not great kids movie um yeah. There is some sinful moments, but it's basically just like Flubber flies out of a man's butt. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So we are going to introduce a new, maybe recurring segment on this show. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it's called. 
Oh, you oh, don't remember? I remember what it's called. It's called taking care of Quizness. Aha. <laughs> Clint, do you want to describe what we do in this new segment? Sure. So taking care of Quizness is where we look up a what type of character am I? And in this case, it's, um, you know, what type of Disney character am I? Um, and well, the actual name, I Googled which character in Flubber am I? And this has some Flubber components, but the actual BuzzFeed quiz is everyone is 98% similar to one Disney character. Take this trivia quiz to find out which one you are. Um, and the twist to this is that Elisha is going to be taking this, um, as, Robin Williams's character, Dr. Brainerd, just in his view. He's not going to be doing an impression. He's just answering the questions how he feels Dr. Brainerd would. The, and, the goal uh, is to have the result be Robin Williams's character in the Jello movie Flubber. Correct. Um, and, and this same was kind of spurred from something that we did off the air where we said Bill Clinton was an Arby's if he was a fast food restaurant, and then I looked up which fast food restaurant am I, and we took the quiz as Bill Clinton, and we got Arby's. Yes. So these quizzes, they don't, they know what they're talking about. Yes, that is correct. So, with so, that, and we and we don't know for sure if this character is even an option on this quiz, but you Google correct. like in your Google search, Flubber was in the search, so we feel like the name Flubber is going to appear on that web page, which means it's probably yeah. a quiz result. So we'll see. So all right. What did Ariel use to comb her? This is a like a definitive answer. Uh, okay. What did Ariel use to comb her what? hair? This in is the little trivia. Mermaid? Yeah, I know, but this this is just the questions. So, what did Ariel? This use is the to weirdest comb? thing. I, this is this is a trivia quiz. Hey, this is Buzzfeed. So, um, she. I mean, she used a fork. Answer the okay. So that oh. is not. I see. They want me to say it, what she calls it, right? Answer the question. Is it a comb? Is it a broken shell? Is it her dad's trident? Or is it a dingle hopper? It's a dingle answer hopper. This, answer this is Professor Brainerd. Oh, you're right. Okay. Uh, I think he... This is stupid. <laughs> hey, yeah, it is. But answer this is Professor Brainerd. All right. The options are... Uh, Comb, comb shell okay i feel like th- this man's a zany man yeah he is um, and i feel and this is a man who crushes coffee beans with a pot one at a time mm-hmm. i feel like he would think broken shell that's good for combing hair that's it yep that's good um what film tells the story of two unlikely friends named todd and cooper <laughs> So this is trivia. <laughs> this is trivia. That's correct, but and it's, it is, and it's going to give me an answer of a character at the end. Yeah, but the title we didn't take this quiz beforehand. The title is "Everyone is ninety eight percent similar to one Disney character." Take this trivia quiz to find out which one you are. Okay, so. interesting. So I have to guess what I think Professor I, Brainerd's I, Disney knowledge level is. Yeah, I think that we probably stumbled upon a quiz that was pre-made for what we're trying to do, yeah. right? So what do, um, you, do you, I don't think this man has any time for Disney movies, so I think we yeah. got to get most of these questions wrong. Sure. Lady and the Tramp, The Fox and the Hound, The Jungle Book, The Adventures of Todd and Cooper. I feel like this man would think, I don't know, The Adventures of Todd and Cooper? Okay, cool. 
what is the name of the inventor who accidentally shrunk his kids in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Uh. Nick Schlinsky, Ron Thompson, Joe Johnson, or Wayne Schlinsky? I was really hoping one of them would be Professor Brainerd. No, it's uh, not. Okay. As a scientist, which name sounds like the most scientist to you, Professor Brainerd? What was the what were the last two? Joe Johnson and Wayne Schlinsky. I think it's Wayne Schlinsky. That's my answer. Cool. Robin Williams starred in a movie about a green rubber like substance called Flubber. Okay. Flubber I swear, if you don't get this one right, <laughs> flubber is a mix of which two words? Flexible rubber, fast rubber, flying rubber, foldable rubber. All right, so we got to get this one right, right? <laughs> you kind of have to get this one right. I think it's, it, it, I mean, it's flying rubber. That, yeah, that is right. Um, and and this is, we can assume this is where he got the idea for flubber by correct, taking this quiz. from this quiz, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Beauty and the Beast, an old beggar woman comes to the prince's castle asking for what? True love, warm cloths, food, or shelter? Uh, I don't know. I guess she wants shelter. Okay, but do remember that Professor Brainerd is a little bit of a romantic, so keep that in mind. Yeah. He likes to fancy himself a romantic. He does. He thinks True that he's love, in love with Sarah, even food. though he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, true love. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, a song, A Whole New World, is featured in which movie? Cinderella, Aladdin, The Night Before Christmas, The Lion King. I think that's one that he would just get wrong. I think he would yeah. like think, like, oh, yeah, I know that. That's from The Lion King. So okay. let's say The Lion King. Deal. What is the name of the villain in 101 Dalmatians? Cruella de Vil? Ursula, Maleficent, or Lady Tremaine? Lady Tremaine. You think so? Yeah, you got a feeling. Okay. Uh, we have 80 more questions. No, I'm just kidding. We do have <laughs> a lot more questions. How many are there? Like maybe eight. Okay, let's zoom I'll through go them. Quick. I'll go quick. quickly. What color is Boo's Door in Monsters, Inc.? Pink with white flower. Yellow with purple, pink flower. White with purple and pink flower. Purple with pink flowers. Uh, purple with pink flowers. Cool. In uh, Lilo and Stitch, Experiment 626 pl- fell to the planet and landed where? San Diego, Maui, o- Oahu, or Kauai? Uh, San Diego. Cool. Good, good answer. Uh, is, what is Captain Jack Sparrow's favorite beverage? Whiskey, rum, beer, apple juice. <laughs> yes, that one. Okay. Uh, no, it's no, we're, we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> uh, how much money does Tony Stark... Lo- how, wait, how much does Tony Stark love his daughter? 10000 to infinity and beyond. 3000 A lot. A lot. I don't cool. think you put a number value on love. That's silly. <laughs> you can't silly. put a number value on love. That's ridiculous. Um... <laughs> In which Toy Story film does a large pink strawberry-scented teddy bear rule Sunnyside Daycare? One, two, three, or four? Uh, two. <laughs> sure. Uh, during their childhood, Elsa and Anna did many things together, including building and what? That uh, later comes to life. Snowman. Army flubber. of Snowman. 
Okay, you have to determine which one is closest to a flubber. Okay. Uh, snowman, Army of Snowman, Ice Castle, Carriage Made of Snow and Ice. I think it's Snowman. I think he'd get I, it right. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, who's vo- Who does the voice of Dory? Oh, no, don't get canceled. Diane Keaton, Caitlin Olsen, Nancy Cartwright, or Ellen the Generous? Nancy Cartwright. I love yeah. Bart Simpson. <laughs> And finally, in the movie Black Panther, oh no, what is said uh, to I'm have extraordinary now. what is said to have extraordinary abilities to absorb and store and Flubber <laughs> Yeah, you're kinda right. Titanium, aluminum, vibranium, figranarium. Uh is 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 titanium the only real thing in the, on that well, list? It's aluminum. Uh, well, I think he would know that it was a real. It was not a real thing. Yeah. Um, what was the I, last one? Figranarium. That one. Sweet. All right. You are. Oh no. You're oh, Pluto. No. Oh, I'm Pluto. He's a dog. He is a dog. And to that, folks, it is the first and last time we will <laughs> play the game. Taking care of Quizness. I don't know. I'd like to do it again. I feel like that segment has potential, but I think we had a rough go of it the first time. But we had a fun time. We need to do it until we get the answer we want. Yes, we got to keep doing it. Not every episode, but we got to keep doing it until it works for us. Sure. Uh, So we are Pluto now. Um, Sorry to everyone who is disappointed. So we do have to find out whether Flubber is going to heaven or not um, to be in heaven with God. We have to (laughs) ask of it the three questions that we ask of every movie. Is this movie good for kids? Is it good for adults? And does it stand the test of time? Uh, So we will start with the first question. Clint, you think this movie good for kids? I actually do think it's good for kids. I think it's stupid. And good for kids. Yeah, that one's getting a yes from me. I think it's pretty good for kids. Yeah, sweet. Uh, number two, is it good for adults? I'm going to say no. Adults wouldn't like this. Yeah, I'm an adult and I didn't really like it. The things that I liked were the nostalgia things. So, uh, no, I don't think it's good for adults. Sweet. It would be good for adults if it was called Weebo and was about him marrying his robot friend Weebo. That was just her. Uh, that's her, but I mean, her. It would be. It would be. It would be her, but better. It would be her, but they actually stay together at the end. It would be called Bed Her. Bed Her. Oh, yeah. Good. good so, uh, does it stand the test of time? Mm, I'm gonna say no. No, it definitely doesn't. Um, so this gets a two out of six. Which means it dies, right? Yeah, it gets uh, hit with a baseball bat. Yeah, I was about to say that too. We do have to smash it to bits with a baseball bat. One large, fast swing from Buffalo Bill. And that, folks, is a wrap on the movie Flubber. We never have to talk about this movie again. Uh, unless we decide to do an episode on Son of Flubber. Hey, maybe they could remake... Oh, no. Robin Williams is no longer with Oh, us. no. This is now I'm sad, too. <laughs> yeah, so we are sad now, and this is how we will end the episode. Uh, but to brighten your spirits, let's tease what we're doing. 
um, for Spooky Month. Hey, folks, it's spooky season, and we're about to get so spooky with Well, it's about movies. to be spooky season. Yeah, it's about to be. Um, yeah. What are, what are we doing? What are we doing next, Clint? I'm so excited for the next movie. Give me a drum roll, please. We are going to do... The live-action Scooby-Doo movie. And did I hear you say we're doing Scoob? You heard incorrectly. We are not doing Scoob. We will die on that hill. We're never doing Scoob. Scoob is dead. Does not exist. All hail Scoob. There is no such thing as Scoob. Um, We can't afford it. What? We we can't pay that. Didn't they? Can't afford that. Didn't wasn't Scoob expensive to watch? The rent is too dang high. The rent is too dang high. Um, yeah, Scoob was like it was like thirty bucks or like twenty eight dollars or something weird like that, right? I think so. These movies, these these movies, we can't afford to pay. Scoob walked so Mulan could run. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do those movies. They were written by James Gunn, the man, oh, the man, the man, it, the myth, legend, James Gunn, and uh, I'm excited to revisit them. I remember seeing them both. Don't remember a whole lot about them, but there is a movie. There is a, a CGI dog in it. Like Zoinks! I'm very excited to see this movie. Yes, Monsters Unleashed. Oh, like Zoinks, Scoob! That's my Shaggy. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good Shaggy. So yeah. uh, we can did you do, a do Scooby. Uh, can I do a Scooby? Yeah, do a Scooby. Ruby, Ruby, Roo. Not bad. It'll I mean, pass. I, w- I disagree. I think it was bad. Um, <laughs> we we did cover Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. being a pretty contentious episode because you yeah. liked that movie, and I, I think I was probably a little hard on that movie. I had just returned from my honeymoon when we recorded it. Mm. Maybe so. I was mad about something, but I remember like talking about how much I hated it. I my problem with that movie was that's the movie where they go, "Hey, actually all the monsters are real." I mean, like I know the show was always about monsters not existing, and in this one we decided they are real. And yeah. that rubbed me that's the wrong way. That's a fair criticism. Uh I don't think I think these these movies are kind of in between that. Like the monsters are real, but there's always like a a guy behind the mask, you know? Yeah. I don't it's really like remember. the monsters are real, but by magic, you know, or something like that. Sure. <laughs> so, by science. Yeah, I think they're by science. Um, anyway, we'll find out. Live action Scooby-Doo. I'm excited to watch those movies. Um, you should follow us on all of our social media and whatnot. We're on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia. We're on Instagram at Purely Nostalgia Pod. I'm on Twitter at Elisha P. Smith, um, and it's the same for Letterboxd. You should follow me on TikTok if it still exists, Mr. Wallet. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. stands for Jazz Hands. Uh, and if you like what you heard, give us your review on iTunes. Five stars goes a long way at uh, making sure we are at the top of the list for purely and nostalgic-based content. Come on, folks. We need that bread. Yeah, and on that note, I was going to say... If you want to leave in an iTunes review your answer to the question of was it a monkey or a cat who ate and pooped out those coffee beans, let us know. Yeah, that's acceptable. Um, Don't tweet at us. Please put it in an iTunes review with five stars. In fact, the only way you can interact with us now is to leave us a five-star review. Yes, this is the only option. That's really the only way. It's the only way. 
So, this is the way. This is the said way. Baby Yoda. He, I don't think he said it. It was the metal man he travels with. That's true. Actually, it <laughs> tin, wasn't even him. The tin man he travels with. Uh, <laughs> he is a tin man, isn't he? He is. They're kind of a little ragtag bunch, like the tin man and Scarecrow and Dorothy Lion. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's it. We're done. That'll do, Donkey. We'll see you a bit soon. And Skinath for I mean, Kevin wouldn't he's harm a fly. No, he wouldn't. He's a little stinker. He likes pranks, but, you know, like good pranks. Right. Well, I mean, that one time we left him at home for yeah. Christmas, he, like, didn't, like, nothing happened. We, we I mean, came he home did, and this, the house was fine. He did leave out a bowl of mac and cheese. That did get very nasty. But yeah. that was really it. Yeah. Well, and Buzz said to him, hey, Kevin, it's pretty cool that you didn't burn the house down. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Buzz did say that. Um, oh, and remember that time that uh, Dad saw that bill at the end of the day? You know, when we left him at home the second time? Um, oh, well, we left him lost in New York. Yeah, and he said, Kevin! Really loud. And then the birds flew away. Yeah, the birds flew away, which is a bummer because that old lady needed them. 